Today's daf is Yud Gimel. We're a bit behind. We are on. We pick up at the, at the very bottom of Yud Betam Um Apparently, the reason I got so stuck at the end of yesterday was because uh, actually this uh, is a <laughs> this passage is much debated in the commentators and it's quite difficult to explain. So I'm going to give you. It wasn't just me, is what I'm saying. I'm going to give you the explanation of the Tachlin Charetim, which is, I think, the simplest. Okay, let's pick up from um, three lines from the bottom on Yudvet Amaralev. Rabbi Chunah B'Shem Rav, Rabbi Yavo. Rabbi Yavo B'Shem Rabbi Yochan. Kachet B'Rekabayz Shep Ta'ant Mimim Yatsu V'Chulim. Okay, so remember I told you there are two types of Kiddushah. B'Rekabayz is the one that's more about ownership. Um, and therefore, if you sanctify uh, an unblemished animal, which you're not allowed to do to sanctify for better kabayas, um, but you went ahead and did it, either explicitly or like our Mishnah, generically, and it, and it took effect. So you sanctified an unblemished animal, so it looks like something that could be a korban, but you sanctified it for better kabayas, and you redeemed it without a blemish, which you're entitled to do because it's better kabayas, and it's about ownership and not about its purpose. Um, so then the animal is totally yosalachulit. It has no remnant of the Kedushah. And this is a, as opposed to a Korban, which after it gets a mum and you redeem it, you are not allowed to shear it and to uh, work it um, and, um, and to benefit from its, uh, its milk and so on. So here, though, you, you redeemed it and it has nothing left of its Kedushah like normal Berkabayas. So the Gemara says, Masnitin Amarkane, our Mishnah says this, and this is a Mishnah in Chulin, Vladan v'chalavan mutar, their children and their milk is permissible, v'achar pidyonam, after they've been redeemed. Now, what is it talking about? The Mishnah over there in Hulin is talking about a, actually, this is where it gets very complicated, but I really will simplify it, something that actually was was a, a korban, a kadshe mizbeach, but the scenario is, is that it had a blemish before you sanctified it. And what the Mishnah there does is it distinguishes between the two scenarios. You sanctify an animal for a korban and it gets a blemish, then the original Kedusha was the full Kedusha of a korban. Now it gets a blemish, you're allowed to redeem it, but some of that Kedusha, residual Kedusha, will remain. Because originally the full Kedusha was that of a korban. If it started with a blemish, it was never really fit for the Mizbeach. And therefore, when you sanctified it for the Mizbeach, that Kedusha is not so much a Kedusha's Mizbeach. Like, it's like I sanctified my car for an Ola. Now, obviously, there's a difference between sanctifying my car and my sheep with a blemish. But there is something analogous between sanctifying an animal already with a blemish and sanctifying something libedek habayis, straight for bedek habayis. So, no. Yeah, there's no so, concept of taud like a... Yeah, no, no, no. So... Um, so what the Mishnah there says is if this animal that you say with a blemish you sanctified for an Ola after you redeem it there is no residual Kedusha you can benefit from the milk and from the children so the Gemara here assumes thank you that what is true by a a, a, a sanctity for the for the Mizbeach for a Korban if a blemish preceded it is going to be the same as if you sanctified it straight with Betta So you understand the analogy, right? If I sanctified it straight for the temple treasury, it's not about its use. And if I sanctified it for the Mizbeach, but it already had a blemish, it's also not really a sanctity for a korban. And it says, if in the, the second case, even when, it's a, when, when you try to sanctify it as a korban, once you, when you redeem it, you can, it's completely desanctified. The same would be true when originally you only sanctified it with better kabayim. Okay, okay, you have a question? Did the person who sanctified the animal with the blemish realize it had a blemish before he sanctified it? 
that's not clear and it doesn't really matter um, I mean it matters maybe if he transgressed because you're not allowed to sanctify an animal with a blemish but, but, but in terms of the nature of the Kedusha well, you could say you know in terms of yes what was in his mind and his das and so on what I mean to say is if he did it without uh, seeing the blemish then um Perhaps the came after oh, how do you know that it yeah. preceded it? Yeah, maybe witnesses told him that it was there from before. And maybe he went and he checked it and its leg was torn off. And, you know, <laughs> something obvious. Okay, but let's just get a little bit further in the Gemara, okay? So, so blood in the Chalavan Mutalacha Pidyonam, and that's by something where a blemish preceded it, and it was Kedushas Niseach. So, presumably, the same is true for Kedushas Bedekabais, even without a blemish. Okay, so that's first the support. Now let's see what it says on you. Turn the page. We have Chizkiah B'Shem Rav Chizkiah. He parted. Now Rav Chizkiah in the name of Rav Chizkiah explains it. And this is where it gets confusing. Because he parted is usually used to answer a question. But here it's sort of saying it rejects this. It says, no, that's not necessarily a support. That could be, that's when Shepta'an T'mimim V'humimu. Okay, now there's a whole grand question here about the Girsa, but basically it means um, the grush, which is the Girsa, which we will do, because this Gemara, you've got to do something to make sense out of it. Okay, which means, that explains it, Shehumimu Upta'an. Tipata Shehumimu Upta'an, meaning the basic answer is you cannot compare it. Yes, it's true that that was redeemed and had no residual Kedusha, but at least it had a blemish. And it's not necessarily true that the same is true with something that is for Bedekabayis, which is unblemished. Bedekabayis, unblemished, you know, nothing problematic about it. It might still have some residual kidusha, and you cannot make that comparison. Now, I still have to tell you, I don't know, to me it seems a very strong comparison. If you fundamentally don't start with Kedushas Mizbeach, you only start with Bedekabayis, that's a Kedusha that could completely be removed. Whereas, if you start with Kedushas Mizbeach, you know, that's fundamentally more problematic. But again, it seems that the concern might be more about, like, practical concerns. If I see you using this animal after you redeemed it and it's got a blemish, fine, I understand it's got a blemish, whatever. If I see you using it after it's been redeemed and it's unblemished, and I knew it was sanctified, that makes a lot more problems. So yes, it's true, when the blemish preceded the sanctity, the Kedusha for the altar might be very similar to Kedusha Bedekabais because it was never fit, but it's still not so obvious that you can, there's no residual Kedusha in the case of an unblemished animal. I want to read a little bit more, and then I'll take the question. I just kind of want to get a little bit further, okay? The Yosem Hashem Rafchizda Masnitsin Amrakeh. He, no, he says, the Mishnah says this, that, that he's still trying to prove, again, according to the way the Tafsir Chazim reads it, that you can redeem it unblemished if it's Berakabais and it's completely mutter, because that same Mishnah says that by the, when it's sanctified for the altar, and, um, and it got a blemish after it was sanctified, so then it originally got full sanctity to the altar, it says, Vladan v'chalavan asur la'achar pidyonam. Actually, this is also the Mishnah back in Tmura. It says this is a difference between Kachi Mizbeach and Kachi Berkebayas. The Kachi Mizbeach, if they get a blemish afterwards, then it remains Asur. Okay? So he says, ah, but the implication is that Kachi Berkebayas, right, would actually become Mutar afterwards. Now, of course, the question is, yeah, after it got a blemish. So, that, so what he might be doing is might be trying to reinforce the idea that you cannot assume that if you redeem it unblemished, it is okay, because here, when is it okay by Kachem Mizbeach? It is, I mean, what's the context of Kachem Mizbeach, again, in the case when it is blemished? So let me just sort of cry. It's getting very confusing, okay? But you have, basically, you have Mishnah and Chulin. I know it doesn't matter where it's from, but you have Mishnah and Chulin that basically says that if it's first mum 
and then and then Kadosh, okay? And then your Makdish at Kadosh, you know, when you say, ah, the moon came first. So since the moon came first, okay, this is somewhat comparable to Better Kabayah. Because it was never, it was never fit. because it was never fit. What is it really? And, and in that case, so that you have to learn that the but it's somewhat comparable. And in that case, the halacha is that after that vladan, vladan the chalavan mutar, which we say means that it is yatsu l'chulin. Even that could be debated, just because chalavan mutar doesn't mean yatsu Okay, so that's what we say. So that's the proof that when it's pedikabayis, it's completely yatsu l'chulin. Okay, that was the proof. The answer is no, because even if it's somewhat comparable, at least it has a mum. Okay, and that mum ultimately might be what allows it to be completely yatsalukhulin, even though the Kedushas are comparable, this is Tamim. Okay, so then we go over here to a Mishnah in uh, Tmura, which says, here's the difference between Berkabayat and Mizbeach. That by Kachay Mizbeach, if it gets a Kadosh and then mum, Okay, then Vladan Vakalavan Vakalavan Asur. Which basically means implicitly that by Berakabayas, okay, if the Vladan Vakalavan Mutar, right, which means that it is Yatsul Khulik. Okay, but again in a comparable case. What's a comparable case? That there was some mum. So the argument in both cases is yes. Here, by implicit contrast, it's Yatsu L'chulin. Here, by implicit parallel, it's Yatsu L'chulin. But in all of the cases, we're talking about a moon. So you don't have a basis to say that if there's no moon, it actually would be completely Yatsu L'chulin. Okay, but again, the funny thing is that a moon really shouldn't matter when it's Lebedeca bias. So even though it's a good point that in all these cases there's a moon and you can't prove a case without a moon, nevertheless, um, um, nevertheless, what the role of a moon is by Lebedeca bias is not clear unless it's a rabbinic concern of appearances. Now, Michael, you've got a question. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is the school in the even though it is a moment, even there's no way to touch the back, and that's what I did. So, uh, yeah, I do not want to get into that, okay? That's a, that's a discussion for that Mishnah. All right, so let's take a look. The Gemara says like this. Okay, so now we say, so, Rabbi Chizkiya, Rabbi Chizkiya B'Shem Rabbi Yossi. Now, Rabbi Chizkiya, in the name of Rabbi Yossi, says, He says, I'm sorry. I'm going to insist on this position that they completely become fully chulin. How do I know they completely become fully chulin? Because if they wouldn't, how could you ever turn it into a korban? How do you know you turn it into a korban? Because what does our Mishnah say? You remember our Mishnah according to Rabbi Yoshua? You sanctified everything generically. He says the unblemished things are not according to Rabbi Eliezer. He says the unblemished things are better kabayas. But what do I do? It's a male sheep and it's unblemished and whatever. So I sell it to you. You need to bring an Ola, right? The money goes to Better Kabayas and you go ahead and bring an Ola. How did you bring an Ola? If it was not, if it wasn't fully Yatsul Chulin, if it still had some Kedusha on it, you can't give it a different Kedusha now. You can only sanctify something for a Korban that's completely desanctified. So he says it's clear in our Mishnah that when you redeem an unblemished animal, the Better Kabayas, the animal can be used as a korban, which means it was totally yatsu l'chulin, which is a pretty good argument. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Okay, kachim izbech chala aleim. Okay, izbech chala aleim. So mumim Now let's say you have something that is 
Kache is a. Uh, this gets back to the Mishnah Chulin. It starts with a blemish, and you sanctify it for uh, as a korban. Okay, so I said it's not really fit for a korban. It's somewhat parallel to as it, like you sanctified it with Kabayas, right? Because it starts by being unfit. It's like I sanctified my car for an ola. But it's not completely. At the end of the day, it still is. It's not completely better kabbayas. At the end of the day, you're still trying to give it a kedusha of a korban. So the Gemara says, "Leida milsa, leized davar." For what purpose, when you sanctify an animal with a blemish um, for a korban, is it, does it have some element of a kedusha of a korban, not just a kedusha of better kabbayas, even though it started unfit? Okay, so leida milsa for aza, for what purpose? So it said, "Lagizavilavoda." Um, that still before you before you cannot hear it and work it okay and it still is uh, pro, it is still is prohibited um, you know to be uh, for those purposes so like um, so uh, one, just one second um, right because if I sanctify this cow this was discussed the other day let's say I need a cow to plow a field I can sanctify it with Betacabias and they can use it to plow a field. Let's say I want to sanctify my flock for Betacabias so that they can use the wool to make the big day kahuna. I can do that. It's just their property. So it is mutter in Giza Navoda. But if it is Kadosh as a korban, then its whole Kadosh, its whole, its whole sort of purpose and identity is to be brought as a korban and it can't be used for anything else. So this animal with a mum that I sanctified, if I really had sanctified it for Betacabias, you could work it, you could hear it, the base of Mishnah, but not me. Okay, but if I sanctify it, but if because it's Kedusha's korban, although it's a mum, then you cannot do gizan avoda. So although here we said when it starts with a mum and then comes to Mizbeah, it's almost like sanctifying my car, almost, but not quite. It still is a, a sheep, and I still try to do Kedusha's Mizbeah. And the difference between this and Berakabayas is here, if it was straight with Berakabayas, I could shear it, I could work at the base of Mikdash, not me. And here they cannot because it still has aspects of Kedusha's Korban. Again, the okay. they just had fields and workers. Presumably, I mean, or if they did, but presumably they did. Ah, well, man, it's theoretical. Right. I don't know exactly. But if they wanted to, they could shear it and sell it and so on. Yeah, could. but the base of Mikdash could. A Cohen didn't, but the base of Mikdash did. Base of Mikdash was like, it's like the Vatican, and it's got its own bank account, its own treasury, it's got whatever. How would the base of Mikdash acquire fields? You sanctify the parts, and by Yikra, you sanctify your fields at the base of Mikdash. So it has to become from donations. Yeah, or they took leftover money that they had from various things, and they invested it in fields and whatnot. They bought, they bought. And they could do a business transaction with private individuals. Yeah, okay. You sanctified your animal with the moon. Right. We par- a minute ago we said it was parallel to just better kabayas, but you know, but not exactly better kabayas. You still tried to sanctify it for a korban, even though it had a moon. So for what purpose does it still have an aspect of kedushas nisbeach that you can't use it for giza <coughs> avoda? So we say the la'achar pidyonam after you redeemed it. Okay, that's the difference. Okay, here, right? Thank you, Here you redeem it. And what is Chalavan Mutter for you? Not the base of Mikdash. Here you redeem Berakabayas and you can use Vladar Chalavan. But let's say you didn't redeem it. So when this was still Kadosh, the base of Mikdash could go into business with this. When this was Kadosh, they could not because it's Jesus Corbin. But yes, thank you for pointing that. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, but this was private individuals that sanctified. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, so it says, let's take a look. Okay. Um, now, that's if it has a, a mum. Here's, now we're going to ask, what about things that are parallel to a mum? Again, if it was my car, and I did it with Kedushas Mizbeach, 
maybe it would just would be like a toast okay but what about something that's not necessarily a moon but not necessarily my car like what Hifrish Nikeva La'alaso I set aside a female sheep for, and I sanctified it for an Ola right is that like a mum or not like a mum or is that even worse than a mum what's the story okay Ula Pisco Ula Shama or for my Pesach or for my Asham all things that you need male sheep for so Oset so the first opinion is that it has Kedushas Mizbeach enough that you can do a Tzmura right you know Tzmura it's always funny when you talk about a Tzmura because it's prohibited you transgress when you do it but it's always a discussion well is it effective I mean under what circumstances the Torah says even though you transgress you, wow. the other things you don't remove the Kedusha of the first but you have you created Kedusha on the second animal you try to say this in exchange for that you transgress the biblical prohibition the first one did not change its status but the second one became Kadosh okay and that is so that is all by Korbanot and it's not a process of redeeming it's an attempt to exchange when the animal is unblemished or whatever you redeem korbanos even if it has a blemish on money you don't exchange it for another animal so when you try to do that and you did the tamura the second one becomes kadosh the first one does not get removed so let's say I sanctified this female this female sheep as a Pesach okay and then I said or as, a, or as an Ola and then I said zo tamura zo on a male sheep okay so the first one the kadosh doesn't get removed does the second sheep have kadosh's Ola or not right to what degree is the first one have enough as Kedusha's Korban that, I, that when I try to do Smura, when it's able to take effect on the second one, the second one actually does become a Smura. Okay, so it's similar to this Giza Navoda question. We said that with a Mum, it still has enough Kedusha's Korban, even when it starts with a Mum, that it's Asher the Giza Navoda. How about something that's not a Mum? It's a female when you need a male, and is that enough in the Parsha or not? So, and the test case is, will it be oset tmura? Will, will it be able to, will, you know, again, you would transgress, but would it make a tmura? So let's take a look. Oset tmura. So the first position is, yes, it does make a tmura. It does have enough Kedusha's Korban. Reb Shimon Omer, oset tmura. For an Ola, it will, you know, the sheep, if you try to make it an Ola, then the, it will be able to make a Tzmura. So there was Kedusha's Korban. The Pitzchul Hashemur ain't Oset Tzmura, but not for your Pesach and your Asham. Why? Obviously the question. The Pshimon ben Yudom, and Mishim Reb Shimon, lo lo the Pitzchul Hashemur ain't Oset Tzmura. Not for any. So one opinion for all of them, one opinion for none of them, and one that distinguishes between an Ola on one side and Pesach and an Asham on the other. And the last two are attributed to the same time. Well, yes. One is Reb Shimon and one is a tradition in the name of Reb Shimon. Let's take a look. Amr Reb Yochanan. Time of Reb Shimon, the reason of the first Reb Shimon that says... Um, that says that it works that, that, that distinguishes between Ola's good and Pesach and Asham not or Ola has some of that Kedusha and not Pesach and Asham Shekain Matsinu Nikeva Be'of Shera Lavo Ola because if you bring a bird korban for an Ola it can be a female okay uh, so therefore when I give it sanctity of a of, of, of an Ola this animal that's this female sheep what's the thing that's, that makes it inappropriate that it's a female well, the concept of female by Ola is not foreign. And since the concept of female by Ola is not totally foreign, it actually does get the Kedush, enough Kedusha. Okay? As opposed to, by Pesach and Asham, that's completely foreign, so it's not enough Kedusha of Mizbeach that it can make a Tzmura. That's his reason. Okay? Uh, the Arab Yochanan, time of Rabshim ben Yehuda. Now, what's Rabshim ben Yehuda's reason that says it doesn't get for anything um, the, um, it's not Oset Tzmura? Okay? That, for none of them. So he says... Um, if something that's basically the same fundamental type of thing um, is different enough that it would not have to do Shah, 
So Kaltikei means B'Sha'ein or Kedushat means Be'ech not. Certainly mean B'Sha'ein or Mino, something that's of a foreign thing, that's a female when you need the male. So Ezu mean B'Mino to Cholekalav. What's the case where mean B'Mino is completely different? Shiado, Tatani, like we taught. Asham ben Shanabe, the ben Shatayim. You needed a one-year-old. Some Asham have to be one-year-old. Some have to be two-year-old. You needed a one-year-old, and you sanctified a two-year-old. So think about it. It's an unblemished animal. It's the right animal, and it's an Asham. Which for Asham, some Ashamos one-year-olds work, and some two-year-olds work. So it's like totally in the parsha, right? If it's totally appropriate for an Asham, just not for this Asham, but otherwise, right animal, right gender, right everything. Okay, or Ben Shayim Behavi Ben Shalosh, you needed a two year old and you brought a three year old, Lo Yatsa. Now, you're not Yotza, you're Korban, fine. But what does that tell you about the Kedusha? So most Mephorshim read the next line, which is Rabbi Shimon Omer, Kol Atvamenim Kedoshim. Not only were you not Yotza, the animal doesn't even become Kadosh. So since this is a tradition in the name of Rabbi Shimon, he says, look, Rebbe, if Rabbi Shimon himself says that even a difference between a one-year-old and a two-year-old, even when an Asham allows in some cases for a two-year-old, if that means it doesn't get any Kiddushah, how much more so a female for a male when a female is completely unrelated? No, so the question is, what do you say, how would it be different than the issue here of Mum? He might say that the issue of a wrong, a wrong age or a wrong gender is a more fundamentally different, it's like being Maktish your car. It may be more fundamentally different than even a mum, and it gets no kiddushah. Because, like, in an oath, you've just, if it's just like, you know, let's just take a problem with the eye. Yeah. That'd be okay. Then you should be fine with that. But missing a leg is never even good for an oath. I know, but, it's, but again, if it's fundamental, you know, they might take a position. Is it in the right, first you decide if it's in the right category. Something that's not in the right category, not the right age, not the right gender, whatever, it might as well be in my automobile. If it's in the category, and then and it has a moon that already puts it more in the parsha. That seems yeah, to be the way of thinking, right. even if it's a serious moon. That seems to be the the assumption here. Okay, we'll see more of this. Don't worry, we're not done with this discussion. Okay, so you have this range of positions. Either that it gets kedusha and it's sort of like the moon case, although here we're talking about tzmura, not and avoda, or none of it gets kedusha. It's more fundamentally in a different category. Even a difference of years would put in a different category, or a difference between ola and the other thing. I'm Reb Yochanan. Said Reb Yochanan, Reb Shimon, Reb Yoshua, Shnei Mamudavar Echad. Reb Shimon and Reb Yudah say one thing, say essentially the same thing. Okay, what does that mean? Kamad Reb Yoshua Amar Nikeva Laola Lo Kidsha Ela Hektish Tamim. So Reb Yoshua says, right? Remember the case. Reb Yoshua says, I sanctify this where we started all my property generically. So the female unblemished animals get Kiddushat Olah, right? Remember he said that. What do I have to do? I have to basically go ahead and transfer the money and then use the proceeds to buy an Ola and have somebody bring that female as a Shlomin. Remember that from Rabbi Yeshua and the Mishnah? Okay. So, he said, look at it. Here you got it. It's a case. It's a female, right? It's a female and it was a generic Kiddushah and we still allow the Kiddushat Ola to take effect. So that basically means that the Kiddush, if you're Makdish a female for an Ola, it's meaningful enough that that Kedusha takes effect, right? We don't say, oh, it's completely out of the Parsha and therefore it should just be Kedusha's better Kabayas. All right? He allows for a Kedusha's Ola to take effect on a, the female animal. And then you sell the proceeds and you use it. So that's what he says. Cain Rip Shimonama, Nikevila Ola, Lokicha, I'm sorry, did I misread that? Lokicha Elehekthish Tamim, hold on, did I misread that? If Yeshua says that your mocher it with sarchei, mikevas yimachu with sarchei zivchei amim, v'yavi bidmeim olot. So one minute, what's the text? It's coming. I'm sorry, just one second. Um, 
Oh, no, no, no. Here's the mistake I made. I'm sorry. The point being that when you sell this animal is the Nikeva that becomes Kadosh and you're going to use the proceeds for an Ola, you redeem it without a blemish, right? You redeem that animal even though it is unblemished, right? You get, you get the scenario, you sanctify all your property, the female sheep, according to Rabbi Yeshua, become Kadosh for an Ola. You redeem it. You use the money for an Ola. This gets used for Rabbi Shlomim. But you redeem it without a blemish. How are you allowed to redeem it without a blemish? It must be the fact that it is in a keva is a big enough problem that it essentially puts it out of the parsha and allows you to redeem it without a blemish. So let's take a look at that, okay? Which again means that you can, we'll see in a minute, means you can redeem it without a blemish. Okay? And says that in all animals, even in the cave for a ola, that there, it does not make a tmura. It's only kedusha stamim. In tamer kedusha kedusha saguf. If it's an intrinsic kedusha, yiru, then it should have to graze before you are allowed to redeem it in the mishnah. Now, okay. So thank you. Actually, so here, look. This is it is complicated. I need to explain another concept, which is the following. Because normally there's an assumption that I've been basically saying, what's the fundamental difference between kedusha mizbeach and kedusha zedekabaya? Is that Mizbeach is about its identity and its purpose and its use as a korban, and Berakabais is about ownership. Okay, that is simplification. It's not exactly precise because he says, think about this case where you sanctified an Ola for you, a, 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 a female sheep for your Ola. Okay, so you can redeem it without a blemish. Okay, so that's Hektesh Shamim, what it says. We would call that Berakabais. But it's not really better Kabayas, because what does Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah say you do after you've redeemed this Ola sheep? What do you do with the money? You use it to buy what? An Ola. No, an Ola. The sheep goes on a Shaman. An Ola. So, it's, so make up your mind. How do you both, here's the point, and this is very important for how is it both able to be redeemed without a blemish, but the money has the Kedusha of an Ola, and you use it to buy an Ola, and it doesn't go with better Kabayas? So, it's very, this, this is a very subtle point that a lot of people get confused about. There's a difference between Kedushas Dumim and Kedushas Haguf and Kedushas Mizbeach and Kedushas Berkabayas. Kedushas Dumim and Kedushas Haguf is really the more precise terms of what I was talking about before, which is, Kedushas Dumim is, it's not, this thing is not going to be used itself. Only, it's going to be sold and something else is going to be used with the proceeds. That's Kedushas Dumim. Kedushas Haguf is this thing is going to be used itself. Now, normally, that would normally be Berakabayas versus Korban. But I'll give you exceptions to the rule. Okay? Something that has Kedushas Aguf that's Berakabayas. How could it be? I sanctified a beam or, or a stone to be put into the base of Mikdash. Or, an, or you know, or that's Kedushas Aguf, but it's Liberakabayas. It's, it's not for a Korban. Kedushas Domim Lemizbeach is our case. The sheep is not going to be used itself. So it only had, and it never said, never was able to be used itself. It's not like it was and it got a mom. Then it would still have a Kedushas Aguf that's somehow not usable. This thing was never able to be, so it only initially got a Kedushat Damin, which means a sanctity to be transferred and used in something else, not to be used intrinsically. But the Kedushas Damin limits Beach. Okay, so it's a fiducia of its value. What are you going to do with the... You're not going to use it. You're going to use its proceeds, but you're going to use it for a korban. So that allows for this very interesting hybrid. I can redeem it without a blemish, 
right? I can redeem it without a blemish because it's about its proceeds. It's not about it's the thing itself. But the purpose of its value in its kedusha is limis beach. So I don't. So I use that money to buy an ola. Okay. So that was a. It's a. It's a lot. But that is the basic concept of in the Mishnah why you are allowed to why you sell it and bring an ola because it's kedusha's limis beach. But why you're allowed to redeem it and sell it without a mum because it's kedushat damin. It was never about it itself. It was always about its proceeds. So that explains Rabbi Yoshua and the Mishnah, and that also explains the position here in the name of Rabbi Shimon that it's never Osetmura. If it initially its kedusha was only kedushat damin, it is never Osetmura, and that's why it says it has a kedushat damin. Okay, so that was pretty complicated. I hope you got some of that. All right, so let's take a look. Um, so okay, um, fine. I'm a Rebbe. Now another statement. It says Rebbe. Ani Roa. Now I got to tell you, all the Mephorshim say they have to switch the gear so to ain't Ani Roa. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just go with it. Ain't Ani Roa. Give me Rebbe Shimon the Pesach. Shemosir Pesach Bashlamin. Rebbe Shimon that says if you make a Pesach, uh, you try to sanctify a female for a Pesach, that it does not have. Um, that it does not have Kedushat Korban I mean it does not have Kedushat Mizbeach whatever it does not Uset Mura he says I don't agree with him because actually a Pesach is in the Parsha a, a female is in the Parsha of Pesach how is a female in the Parsha of a Pesach because if you didn't bring it as a Pesach and it's now after Pesach you can bring it as a Shlomim so he says when you sanctify a female for Pesach that's pretty much in the Parsha you know so therefore it should be Uset Mura it should have Kedushat Mizbeach Okay, so now the Gemara says, "V'leima ain ani roa tivur Reb Shimon ba'asham shamosha asham ba'ola." As the says, "One minute, if that's true, so why does he why doesn't he also say I don't agree with Reb Shimon by an asham who says that it doesn't get kedusha because if you leave because what do you do by if you have leftover money for an asham if you sanctified your money for an asham and you didn't use all of it what does the leftover money go to so the halacha is it goes to an ola." Now, an Ola also has to be a male. But, the, but we, Rabbi Shimon said, actually, when you sanctify an Ola that's a female, an Ola that's a female is in the Parsha. Because you have, a fem- because you have a, a birds that are female. Okay, so it's sort of like two steps. Okay, Rabbi says, if you sanctify a Pesach that's in a Keva, that should be in the Parsha, because the Pesach comes to Shlomo. Okay, so how, say the same thing. If you sanctify an, an, uh, 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 a female for an Asham, that should be in the Parsha. Because an Asham becomes used as an Ola, and an Ola as a bird can come as in a cave so okay so it's all two steps but the Gemara says why not so rather than pointing out the two steps the Gemara has a better answer um, um, so the Gemara says like this um, uh, um, is Nola's uh, a higher level of Kedushin than an Asham? I wouldn't talk about higher I mean in the, in the sense that it's burnt completely yes but um, they both cut the Kedushin okay I'm already Avi in Hikdish Pesach Bashlamim Gufo Karishlamim no there's a difference Rebbe says the Pesach is really, a female really is in the parasha because the animal itself will be brought as a shlamim after Pesach. In Hiktish Asham Ba'olaf, you sanctified an Asham and now you can't use it as an Asham. Let's say the owners died or something else and you bring it as an Ola. Angu for of Ola. You don't bring the Asham itself as an Ola. You redeem its value and you transfer it to an Ola. So there's a huge difference. A Pesach, a female is much more in the parsha of Pesach because the animal itself can be brought as a Shlomim under the right circumstances. Whereas by an Asham and an Ola, the animal itself will never be brought as an Ola. 
Okay. Mao Kidon. So what's going on here? Meaning, what's the debate about? One says, you basically sanctified it, it's Kedushat Shamim, and the other is Kedushat Agof. Meaning, what is the debate? Whatever position you take, you know, when this animal is a female, does it, is it Osetzmura or not Osetzmura? At the end of the day, it's a question whether, as a female, does it get Kedushat Agof, or does it get Kedushat Damim? Okay? And this is, again, this issue about, you know, about how is this how much is the fact that it's the wrong gender like the idea of a mum or makes it even more out of the Parsha okay and that's the question if it's full, more fully out of the Parsha it's like trying to sanctify my car for Noah now what if I did that this actually is a great example of Kedusha Samim Lemizbeach I sanctified my car for an Ola okay what would you do with it so you know what you would do with it tell me what you would do with it sell it and buy an Ola so that's Kedusha Samim Lemizbeach Okay, so when I sanctify my female feet for an Ola, is it Kedushas HaGuf gone awry, and therefore it's Oset Mura, or is it Kedushas Domim, Rimizbeach, but it's still Kedushas Domim, and therefore it's not Oset Mura. Okay, so that is the issues going around here of how to deal with the case of the wrong gender, yes. And the thing that they never consider is if I point to a female uh, animal and say, say Ola, that I haven't, con- I haven't said anything. Right? Oh, about the president about his pose. Yeah. yeah, okay, so we're not going to worry about that. We try to make, we work with the assumption, Eidan and Motzed Zvarlavatala, meaning we want to make your statements halachically meaningful, we sort of bracket, you know, your intention. Yes. Is this an accurate way of trying to imagine this? Because we're talking about something that contains Kedusha, residue of Kedusha. Like, it's a difference between being mocked something under certain conditions in which you put, like, a post-it on it that can then be somehow removed and put on right. something else, right. as opposed to injecting a piece of fabric with dye, <laughs> in which when you try to take it out, there's some residue. Well, the point is that sometimes you do have some residue, so that's why I use that as a metaphor. But you're right. right. I mean, all of this is, you know, you could say it's a metaphor. You could also say it's a metaphysics, right? Yeah, that that's really what I'm trying right. to imagine. Yeah, so I'm using, yes, but I am using it that way, so sometimes you do have what's essentially residual. Okay, yeah. Like, you know, the case of the car of the Ola, everyone would say, well, of course you can't bring a car on this bathroom. Just go to bed and go buy it. No, maybe you meant I want this to be used towards, towards funds for an Ola. And so we'll interpret it that way. That's the way to give meaningful interpretation. Right. We can always, again, you can always say, I want it to be meaningful. I want it to be used and make the meaningful. Yeah, we don't, at the end of the day, we go by what you said, not by what maybe you were thinking. And if what you said can be translated in a meaningful way, then that's what we're going to go by. Okay. Rebbe Zayra became Rebbe Shimon Okay, we're up with guys. We got to get a little bit. All right. Rebbe Zayra became Rebbe Shimon Time of Rebbe Yoshua, the reasoning of Rebbe Yoshua. Now, finally back to the Mishnah, but we haven't abandoned this other discussion completely. So, what's the reason that Rebbe Yoshua says when you sanctify things generically, the things that are unblemished animals get to do Shach right? Remember, that was Rebbe Yoshua in the Mishnah. So he says, you think about all your property, but the animals get Kedusha Smizbeach. So he says, so as opposed to when we explained Rebbe Eliezer that said everything is Lebeda Kabayis and he quoted a puzzle of Isha Sher Yakisha Speito Kodesh Lahashem a puzzle about Beda Kabayis here Rebbe Yeshua is quoting a puzzle about sanctifying Korbanot and therefore this is the general rule the general rule is if it's, uh, if it's in the parsha of Korbanot the, the generic Kedusha is the Kedusha's Korban okay Hakol Karev Karev 
Ola. Everything will get will be sanctified for an Ola. Right? Because also and remember, he doesn't just say it gets Kedushat Korban. If it's a female, it doesn't become Kadosh Lishlamin. That would have been easy. No, it gets Kadosh Ola and you have to sell it and transfer. Okay? Now, one of the logics given is, not said here in the Gemara, that an Ola is comparable to Betah Kabayis in the sense that it's fully to the Beit HaMishas. But here he's basing it on a Pasuk. Any generic Kedushah, if it's being applied to unblemished animals, becomes Kedushat Ola. Hakol Karev Ola. Virtzon Chem, now the post continues, Tamim Zachar, okay, for your desire to, you know, unblemished male, so how does now he include the females? Because he included unblemished females, right, for, to get this in the, in the, in the Mishnah. Minayin Afilu Nikevot, Tamadomar, Babakar, because it just says cattle. Cattle's generic. The Rabo says on a cavos, even though just a minute ago said male. So the Gemara says, no, okay. But so of course the question is, now let's so include then unble- include then blemished animals, right? So Rabbi Yitzchak Bey Rabbi Yezer Shal Ksiv Zachar Vatamar Babakar the Rabo says on a cavos. So it's very nice what you just did. The Pesach says male, but you said oh, but the other word says bakar, so I'll say even female. Heck, you're going to do that. The Tchvase say the same thing. Seems to mean it says unblemished. So say, okay, but is even moment. So why does he say when you sanctify your whole property, this Kedushas Ola applies to the unblemished males and females, let it apply even to the blemished ones? So the Gemara says, no, Ma what difference does it make that you allow it to, you apply it to unblemished, you apply it to the females, but you don't apply it to the blemished ones? So, Rab Amar, Shivta Dekadkida Benehen. The rod that you use in weaving, basically there was a long rod that you would use to bang out, you know, when you made a weave and the loom and to smooth everything out. So that's what's between them. What does that mean? It's like, it's like saying, there's like a, a yardstick between them. There's a mile of a difference between them. You can figure it out. And it doesn't matter what the difference is. So what the Mepharshim try to say is, well, there's a big difference between something that fundamentally can be brought as a korban, like an unblemished female sheep, not as an ola, but as a korban, fundamentally could be brought, as opposed to something that has a moon that fundamentally cannot. But I do want to point out a little bit of the irony. Because a minute ago we were talking about being the wrong gender, being more out of the parsha, and here we're talking about it being, you know, in the parsha to get this kedusha, uh, this generic kedusha. Okay, but that is the interesting point. So in the Mishnah, this you have this generic kedusha. It takes effect on all the unblemished ones, even the females, as kedushas hova does not take effect on the blemished animals. Okay, now Now the last point of the Mishnah. Now this is our gears is Rabbi Eliezer, but that's problematic because Rabbi Eliezer says it's all better kabayas. So the Mefarshim switches to Rebbe Lazar, a different Tana, who says that um, that um, when you sanctify not only animals, do they get Kedushas Ola, like what Rebbe Shimon just said, Rebbe Yoshua just said, but even when you sanctify other things that are fit for the Mizbeach, they get Kedushas Ola. Like what? Wine, oil, flour, birds, meaning so also you know, not only cattle and sheep, even birds. So everything that is fit for the Mizbeach in one way or another, with this generic Kedusha, gets Kedusha's Ola, and you sell it and use the proceeds for an Ola, and the thing itself, you sell to somebody who's going to use it for the Mizbeach. Okay, so Gemara says like this, Rabbi Yavov, Shem Rabbi Shimon Lachish, time with Rabbi Lezer, Lachish and Rabbi Lezer, he goes beyond that earlier passage, that earlier passage was, Babakar was about sheep and cattle, not about everything, so where does he get his stuff from? So the reason of Rabbi Lezer that says Rabbi, Rabbi Yoshua's position applied even to other things, it's the barrel of Abanav, the same passage we quoted before. Asher Yakriv Hashem Laola, Hakol Karevola, everything. Everything that's royal Mizbeach, even flour and wine, etc. 
Okay? We are Tzonchem Tamim Zachar. So, it's unblemished male. Yachol Afilu Ofot. So, Tamud Lomar Babakar Velo Ofot. So, now, what does this mean, Yachol Afilu Ofot? Ofot, you, you do bring, uh, according to him, you do get Kedushas Ola and you sell the project. Here's what it means. And this is how he's going to sort of get out of what the public seems to limit. He says, what he, what he doesn't say is, he doesn't say, bring, why, if everything gets a Kedushas Ola and there are birds, what should you do with the birds? Bring them as an Ola. Why does he say sell the bird? Ah, so the way he's reading the Pasuk is, when you give this generic Kiddushah, the only thing that can be brought itself, as opposed to being sold, is sheep and cattle. Okay? Anything else has to be sold and the proceeds have to be used. So the Rabbi Yeshua learns from this Pasuk that only sheep and cattle get Kiddushah's Ola. Nothing else gets Kiddushah's Ola. He says, no, everything, not everything, everything that's fit when he's even wine and flour gets Kedushas Ola. What is the emphasis of sheep and cattle as the dividing line? Only sheep and cattle can be bought themselves. Other things you have to sell and bring it for and bring the proceeds for an Ola. And the irony is, here you have a bird, unblemished, you know, it doesn't matter male or female, sanctified with Kedushas Ola, that, in, that can be brought itself. But since it originated from some generic Kedusha, you're not allowed to bring it itself and you have to sell it and use the proceeds. Of course, can you sell it without a mum? Do you have to wait till it gets a mum? Right? Not clear. But that's how Rebbe Eliezer Rebbe 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 says. Babakar means only... No, what's the Pasuk? Uh, the, I don't know. Look it up. Look up the whole Pasuk. Okay. So, now. Rebbe Yirmiya, Rebbe Yochan, Rebbe Boon Baruchiyah, Havi Yosrin. So they were sitting. The Ami Taman. And they said, over there, Taman Amr Rebbe Yochanan, Taman Zerb Shemin, Shekeni Keva Shabov, Shere Lavo Ola. Finally, now we're getting to a little bit of the issue. Over there, a minute ago, we had the discussion that Rebbe Shimon said, that Rebbe Yochanan said, what is the reasoning that Rebbe Shimon says that when you sanctify for an Ola, um, uh, when you sanctify a female for an Ola, it gets, um, it gets Kedusha and it makes it Tmura, because an Ola as a bird can be brought as, it can be a female, so it's somewhat in the Parsha. That's what we just said. So how can he say this here? Meaning, what's he saying here that's problematic? What is the Chamer? Okay, so exactly. So how come there he says the Kedush... What? Right. He says, look, what's going on? Over there we say, if you're Makdishit, the fact that a bird could be brought as an Ola enough puts it in the Parsha. But here we're saying when you're Makdishit, generically, you don't bring the bird as an Ola. You basically keep putting the bird in a fundamentally different Parsha. What's going on here? What's the difference? Okay, so let's take a look at the answer. So Amrib Yossi... Kaimaisa, the first case was Kehadadam Rabbi Shmuel Bishem Reb Zeira, like Reb Shmuel said in the name of Zeira. Kol she'ena yechol l'karev lo hiv lo dameha lo kicha el hektish tamid. If you can't sanctify it or its value, okay, it only is kadosh kedushat damid. Now, what does that mean? So vat amar yaud, and you said properly. Let's 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 spell it out. La kriva ena tayachol. When you gave it a generic kedusha, you can't bring this bird as an ola. Obviously, if you sanctified it as an ola, you can. That's a pasuk in the Torah. But if you gave it this generic kedusha, you can't bring it as an ola. Because we just said that's how Rabbi uh, Elazar reads the pasuk that this generic kedusha does not let you bring it unblemished. Now here's the question I ask. So it's unblemished. Okay, it's sanctified. What should you do with it? But you can't redeem it. Why? Because whether it has a boom or not a boom, she'ain lo pidyom. There's a halacha that a bird you can never you can never transfer the kedusha even with a blemish. 
So basically, you gave this generic kedusha. What's going to happen to the bird? You can't bring it itself because of this pasuk according to Rebbe that when it's generic and applies to birds, you can't bring the bird itself. You can't redeem it. Okay, so that's when he says, if you can't use it and you can't use its proceeds, so lo kicha elahektesh tamin. The fum kein tarchmeim or lo kicha elahektushat tamin. Okay, now. What does this say to answer, um, you know, um, a type of a kedusha for a better kabbayas? So, what does this do to answer the question? Uh, one minute, let me take a look. Um, okay, yo, we're not done. Okay, so wait, let's keep on going. Okay. So, Chavraya b'shem Rabbi Yochanan, so the sort of Chavra, the colleagues in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yavar Barni, Rabbi Kumi, Rabbi Ila, b'shem Rabbi Yochanan, time of the Hain Tanya, but the reason of the other Tanya, of the Tana, meaning the Rabbi Eliezer that says, uh, of that, it's, I'm sorry, of the other Tana that says, one minute, um, yes, that according to Rabbi Shimon, um, it does not get Kedusha, because, uh, and he would, uh, be, um, okay, hold on, I'm again lost. Okay, so ba- no, no. Now we're it's on to a different point. So basically, what it seems to be saying is the following: is that um, I mean, it doesn't really. It's not so clear, but it seems to be saying that yes, it's different approaches. Meaning, according one approach before was that in the cave was enough in the parsha, and therefore when you're makdish in a cave laola because of the bird, it's enough in the parsha. Um, but in this case, in our mission, when we're explaining Rebbe Lezer, who says that the birds do not get the Kedushat Ola, that's based on his approach of, this ty- of, the, of how he reads this Pasuk, when it starts with this generic Kedushat. What was your question? The question was the following, okay? Again, this was a case where, I'm telling you, it's uh, the Mepharshim themselves, I may have big debates how to try to make sense out of this. But, uh, basically what I'm saying, please, please accept my apologies if my explanations don't always make 100% sense. I do, I do not believe it's because of my lack of full understanding, or at least lack of full understanding of what, of what everybody else is saying. As the, the, you know, these studios are, in, are intrinsically problematic. Okay, I'll take, a, I'll take a degree of responsibility for it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but these are, it's not like that there's an obvious shot here that's being missed. Um, anyway, the, what I'm saying is the following, is that, um, is that um, um, the question presumably is the following. Uh, we said, we're explaining Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer says when you give a generic Kiddushah, right, that the birds um, cannot be brought themselves based on a Pasuk, and therefore, you know, whatever, they're sold, they're sold, etc. So they're seen as, the birds are seen as fundamentally like a dip out of the Parsha. Whereas, before we said that if you sanctify a female for an Ola, it's meaningful because as a bird, it would be able to be brought in and fundamentally is in the Parsha. So make up your mind, what do you say? And the answer, which is again not clear, is, seems to be that, look, when you do it in this generic way, that's when it falls between the cracks. 
when you do it in this generic way based on a pasuk, it can't be brought itself and you can't do the proceeds because Ain's birds don't have a pigeon and that's where it does get pushed out of the parsha and that's where it does get sort of fall between the cracks. In the other case, when you were mocked something explicitly, then that presumably would make it enough relevant for that discussion of Oset Mura. Okay, so let's now move on to the next point. Havraya b'shem Reb Yochanan, so the friends of the name of Reb Yochanan, Reb Iva Barnigli Amar Kumi Reb Ila b'shem Reb Yochanan, time is a hain tanya, the reason of the, of the other tanya, which other tanya? So presumably what we're talking about is Reb Shimon who says nothing <coughs> is gets Kedusha, and a female never gets, if, if you use the wrong gender, it's always out of the Parsha, and it never gets Kedusha to be Oset Mura. What's the reason for that? Because he follows on the following Pasa. So this is a saying, you sanctified a animal, you tried to sanctify it as a korban, but it was a tmeah. Now, presumably that means it was like, let's say, I don't know, a camel. You try to sanctify the korban. So it says, that is, that it says, you don't use it as a korban, you sell it, you use the proceeds, etc. Okay? So that's the case. So, so that, is, that would be a case of Eina Oset Tmura. You try to sanctify a camel. So here's question is going to be the following. Rabbi Shimon says that nothing is Oset Tmura, right? Um, it's, if you try to do a female and so on, it's completely out of the Parsha. So the question is, the idea that an animal that you try to sanctify as a korban is out of the parsha is this pasuk that says you try to sanctify a, an animal that's actually tmeah, like a camel. Okay? So the question is, what would fall into that category similar to sanctifying the camel? That's a way of thinking about it. Okay, so let's take a look. Ma tamudlomer tmeah. What does it mean tmeah? Ela fiu tmeah ba'oso hashem. So tmeah would be even something that would be inappropriate. Meaning, Tmeah is not just a camel. Why Anything, not? that's what he's saying. He understands this Pasuk. The same way before we read the Pasuk, Ola, everything becomes an Ola. He's reading this Pasuk that anything that's inappropriate is Tmeah. So the reason of the Tana that says that it does not Oset Tmura when you try to sanctify a female for an Ola, that, that the wrong gender does not, is anything that's inappropriate is in the category of Tmeah. So the Gemara says, now the Gemara is going to challenge it. Like Michael, the Kasha is difficult. The Dabsi, the Hamid, the Harich. So it says here that you sort of stand it up and you assess the value and transfer the value. And Reb Zeir b'shem Reb Lezer lo Amar came, Ella, and that means that you put it completely out of the parsha. But we don't teach that. Why was he teach? Okay, only if it's really like Tmeah. It can't be brought here and it can never be used in any other context as a korban. Okay, Eina Oset Mura. Yatsas Nekeva Laola, but a Nekeva for Nola wouldn't be in the Tmea category. Afa Pisha Eina Oili Karev Khan, Royli Karev Makam Acher. Even though it can't be used for this, it can be used for something else. So therefore, no, Tmea only means fully Tmea, something that's completely inappropriate, something like a female is enough generally in the Parsha, okay, and therefore it would not have this halach of Eina Oset Mura. Rebbe, it would actually be able to make a Tmura. Rebbe Avon, Rebbe Boon, Boin, Kami, Rebbe Zeira. So now they ask, one minute, Hare, Harovea, Vanirva, how about an animal that's been used in an act of bestiality? The halacha is that, you can't use it for any type of a korban, but you know what the halacha is? If you sanctify them as a korban, they have enough kedushas mispeach, that they're oset Tmura. Vare ain't oset Tmura. So why isn't that in the category of Tmeah? That's something that's completely inappropriate. I'm alone. 
Okay, you know what? You're right. Forget it. It just means really tmea. Okay? <laughs> now, if you say that then, so that's in a way then proving Rebbe Shinnin. We tried to say tmea meant inappropriate. But in the way, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's, it's this room, we tried to say like Rebbe Shimon, that Tmea meant anything that would be somehow inappropriate, um, maybe distinguishing between females and other things, but anyway, not literally Tmea, using it to mean inappropriate, but in the end we say, no, it means Tmea Alash, so therefore everything else really should be Oset Mura. So now we have the Kasha Badaksi Vami Berich, and therefore it says that this is something that you redeem and it's not Oset Tmura. So in the end, we're trying to say, what is the idea that if it's out of the Parsha, it's Oset Tmura, it, it's not Oset Tmura, it's because that would fall in the Tmea category. Okay, and we would say Tmea means anything inappropriate, but then the Gemara rejected. You can't say it means anything inappropriate. There's some things that are completely inappropriate, and there's still Oset Tmura. So you cannot try to say that anything you don't like goes into the Tmea category. So we're back with the question about, you know, about sanctifying a female. Would it have enough Kedusha to be Oset Tmura or not? Let's finish the parish. Um, enough Kedusha to be Tmea. <laughs> All right. Finally, the rest is so easy. Okay. Achas Rulamid Yom, Alishka. Once every 30 days, they would fix the prices for the money that were, they were buying from the, from the things they were buying for this shekel, like the wine and the oil and so on. Now we'll see what it means. You are going to provide the flour for the Mizeach. Like I said, it's major volume, but you've got to deal with the following conditions. Okay, once a month we set the prices. So Charlie here, you're my supplier, and we say fine. Okay, based on what it looks like it's going to be now, based on what the prices are now, whatever, you're going to pay me for uh, per shekel of, of barley, of, uh, for, for flour. And we'll, we can renegotiate the price next Rosh Chodesh. But that's what we're saying now for this month. Once a month, we set the price. So, they said, Ba'arba, you're going to give me four sa'ah. Undu mishalosh. And now, in the middle of the month, it's, it's now it's gone up in price. And really, it's three for a shekel. You saw the but you still got to give me based on the deal. Okay, that was the deal. But look at the other way. Mishalosh, if at the beginning of the month, we agreed on three. Undu mi'arba, the price went down, and now it's going four for Shekel, you stop picking me up, but you give me four. I always get the benefit. Hector always gets the benefit. In his Clea, now, so, so, so less, he Clea low. Let's say the flower got wormy, okay, even after I, you delivered it, even after I paid for it, I can always return it. You know, I always have the right of return. It's like, you know, so what our return policy is, we force our, 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 our suppliers to have the return policy that you are always entitled to return for a full refund so until, un, until you, you use it, presumably. If it turns sour, it's the suppliers have to take that responsibility. You do not get to hold on to your money. It doesn't necessarily mean we don't give you your money, but you don't get to hold on to your money until it actually gets offered up on the altar. No, After that, it's a point of no return. Your, no, I, I assume people is different. Okay, it's not something that happened to the thing itself. Okay, so Tani B'Shem Reb Shimon, now we turn the name Reb Shimon and we quoted this earlier, No, we wouldn't do that to poor Charlie. Actually, we would give him his money right away why aren't we then afraid that it'll get wormy or it'll get, it'll get spoiled? Harkonim's reason is they'll use it right away. So therefore, we don't make, we're not so unfair that we make him either wait to literally get his money or wait to be entitled to his money. Um, once we actually get the product, uh, we, we, we accept that we cannot return it. Yeah, then we won't use it. Okay, that was really fun.